0: welcome happy friday my friend it's fucking friday yeah six seconds in and i already said fuck uh nine seconds now and i've said it twice
1: that's that's how you know it's friday (laughs) it's friday i got some booze in me i've got some science knowledge um it's very superficially just kind of laying on top here Mm -hmm. so if i could spurt it out as quickly as possible so i can go back to just being a fucking moron that'd be great
0: i'm here i'm ready i'm ready for you to spurt it out on me
1: Nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like doing a couple of these because uh, the comfort level after coming back off of a little break is always...
0: Dude, it's know. terrible. Yeah,
1: man, it's like nothing ever seems right, and like recording doesn't go well, and I got settings to mess with because gremlins—they just turn the knobs on all of my things. That's what it's they do. Holy cat! On. Yeah, she's just like stop doing these
0: plays around with knobs yeah. in your spare time.
1: So she does. That's what I do <laughs> in my spare time is play around with virtual knobs. So that's what she does in real life. Hashtag virtual knobs.
0: This one's. Speaking of recording, like two relatively close to each other, we don't really have anything to talk about. And like the intro fluff period of like, what have you been up to? Because we just it's went ex- over that. Yeah, it's exact same <laughs> things
1: we went over. Uh, no, the. Um, Which is why I frantically put in some uh, overclocking work last night, so I would have like like a little fluff, little fluff piece just on a little AMD Ryzen because I haven't done an update in a while. Um, And I text I texted you last night very prematurely. I texted you I was like I will hit 3200 megahertz RAM tonight because new stability came out. I'm ready to go. This thing's happening. Uh, If you guys have been following along, you know that I upgraded to a Ryzen uh, 1800X setup. And I have started off with... um, I bought RAM that is supposed to run at 3200 megahertz. The problem there is Ryzen is super picky. And it likes Samsung RAM. It likes the very high quality RAM. It doesn't like some of the lower-end models. And Samsung's just making the chip, so you can get this from, like, G-Skill, uh, a couple other... Uh, not a couple of but a lot of the higher-end RAM. So a lot oh, of times okay. you're going to Amazon, you go, I'm going to build a computer, I need some RAM. Why is Corsair $100 in G-Sync for the like, same amount as... Or G-Skill, not G-Sync, is, you know, so much more expensive? Well, it's because... The actual chipset of the base is so much better. Gotcha. I ignored this fact, and <laughs> <laughs> went, all I need is speed. Thirty-two hundred megahertz on this Ryzen will be dope. I can't get there. I'm at thirty-sixty-six, and I think that's as close as I'm ever going to run with this RAM. So I may leave it. I may not. Um, I'm I'm debating two things. I either can switch out my RAM and go with the same amount. So like 16 gigs or I can kind of leave well enough alone and use less money and go with 32 gigs of Ram because 16, my my poor stupid brain is still running off a bunch of years ago when I remember hearing like eight's all you need, eight's all you need. You'll never need more than eight. They used to tell us that you'll never need more than eight gigs of Ram. Like it's a waste of money.
0: I think that's all I have in mind
1: now you've got new boards are coming out where you can run four or eight terabytes of RAM. Like, there's... um,
0: Dude, that's fucking insane.
1: You can have four DIMM slots on one side, four DIMM slots on the other, and if you're using Threadripper and this special wacky RAM that's coming out, you can line them all with, like, one terabyte RAM chips that cost thousands and thousands of dollars apiece. But the Linus... Linus has a really cool build-up right now for the Ultimate Gaming or Server build, and it uses uh, Threadripper, and then it uses... The hard drives are now in their... What are they called? I'll come back to it. I'll, I'll do a look-up or we're on something else. Um, it's like the, the M.2. I think it is. The, uh, the chips are almost like a graphics card. They're almost like a PCI-style card. Oh yeah, and so your your hard drives can now be built in to your motherboard. Like you don't have to have a SATA cable going to.
0: Oh, crazy! Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and and I want to say it's M. Two.
0: Dude, this RAM is that. insanely expensive.
1: Did you? Oh, did you look it up? Yeah. Tell
0: you, so serversupply. dot com has a has a stick of two terabyte RAM for $16,725. So
1: the new Threadripper can occupy, it's either up to two terabyte or one terabyte sticks across all of their DIMM slots. So there is a version of the world where you could have
0: more RAM than I will ever have just stored. Dude, no kidding. Dude, that I did not know it was that big. What is happening? Why isn't that cheaper?
1: It's, it's that, Why don't
0: why isn't everybody expensive. just using that instead?
1: It's too expensive. I would like to know how much it really really costs more to make it. Now, okay, I'm I'm assuming a 1 terabyte RAM chip is or RAM card is very hard to make. But nowadays is it that much harder to build an 8-gig stick compared to a 16-gig stick?
0: I, I'm,
1: Or the 4 and the 8? Like, it, you can buy two 4s. It's fours. recouping
0: the research, right? That's how video cards were explained to me, is that mm-hmm. a video card cannot possibly cost that much to make. I mean, with the exception of a lot of, well, now that I think about it, there's... There are weird components and electronics that are a harvested lot of precious from, metals. Yeah. yeah,
1: there there are uh, there's a lot of gold and platinum and silver that go into these things. But DDR four, once DDR three came out, and we saw all of these sizes that we still have in DDR four, but in DDR three, is it that much? Is there any expense justifiably between making a four gig or an eight? gig card of ram like wouldn't you sell a shit ton more if you just you just made 16 gig cards and they were all the same like they were all the same price Mm -hmm. but i guess they want to hit the market that wants less either way I, i wish it was slightly cheaper knowing that there's like one terabyte ram out i wish that i wasn't struggling with the idea of spending money to get more than 16 gigs of ram like knowing that there's terabyte cards out there why is it that i'm having such a hard time just scraping together loose money that i feel comfortable spending to get the amount of ram that i want yeah when i don't want much more but i I, you have to add them by twos right so i would like to if i just get two more of these eight gig cards That'd be cool. That'd be thirty-two gigs of RAM, and I'll, I should never need to mess with it. As long that'd as be, this system runs, it would be fine. That'd be rad. And that's that's not for gameplay. I, I, please, anybody that's playing games and listening to um, you know, the the systems that I build, that that amount of RAM is not necessary for playing any game that is on the market or <laughs> will be on the market for any amount of time. It's. <laughs> More to do multi So streaming takes tons of power away from your computer. You're basically just cutting in half and using half of your system to project the game you're playing and half of the system to play it. So if I want to play game X at these frames a second, and that would require this card, this amount of RAM, and this CPU. If I want to stream it at that same quality, I then have to basically double my component. I, man, that's this became quite
0: a hobby for, for you. <laughs> that's it's, awesome. It's,
1: yeah, it has been. Uh, I spent a lot of time indoors. <laughs> not really any friends, so I, I've uh, I I bought a uh, harmonica that, to try to take take that's away. That's even weirder. <laughs> take away some of the um, the loneliness that creeps in. <laughs> so I bought a cat and a harmonica. A
0: cat. Uh, checking the boxes for for lonely guy who lives by himself
1: it's a lonely man dinner
0: is that really what they're called no
1: that was a a bit by um it wasn't kyle canane who did that bit i have to look it up but his his bit basically goes he's talking to someone and they're being very chauvinistic by saying like you don't have a wife or a girlfriend like how do you eat dinner and he and he was gonna say I eat a lot of hungry man dinners that which yeah. is the name brand, but he said I eat a lot of lonely man dinners. So <laughs> then he he made like this skit and I posted the picture of it and it was he goes on to say like the commercial would be like a lumberjack and he's like a lonely man dinner or whatever and like singing the song and he's like then the camera zooms out and you hear a single gunshot. <laughs> 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 is it Bo Brennan? Ah, oh, I'll. I need to find that one out. It's, it's a very good stand-up, and that's probably his funniest <laughs> joke. But, yeah, if you type in lonely man dinner, that one will come up real quick. But um, as far as what what I did last night is I went ahead and, and cleared my CMOS, um, kind of erased all of the tinkering that I had done prior. Okay. Uh, went with optimized defaults and then started over from scratch on doing all of my overclocking. Uh, which is my CPU overclocking, as well as my graphics card, um, setting my RAM timings and speed, just to see if nothing else. If ASUS has done a or ASUS has done <laughs> a good job of their BIOS updates, because we are on nine oh two, I believe, um, which was released the eighteenth of September, and my score uh on 3D mark went from a 7600 to a 7900 just starting over and this is nothing crazy this is uh i never hit higher than 79 degrees celsius on my graphics card uh i'm in the 40s and 50s uh, max temperature on my cpu um everything is what temperature wise would be considered conservative and on 3D mark i was number 652 i believe um
0: that seems really high
1: on on Ryzen and GTX 1080 scores it, right. like
0: a leaderboard of yeah. benchmarks okay right.
1: um but i'm running a single card so there was only 30 or 40 or so above me that we're running a single card of some kind like a 1080 ti or, or whatever okay so um i feel good about it It means that my system is running optimally uh, the oh, problem totally. with that would be if you if you built a system and you did a 3d mark bench test and then you went on and then there were 1800 people that had the exact same system as you but were getting better scores then you might have a faulty motherboard or something's not communicating correctly. You should be kind of in that. And the scores, are, oh my god! When you and when I talk about being in that score range, I'm at like seven nine seventy uh, nine seventy nine hundred and ninety six. Then there's seven hundred and ninety like ninety seven above me. Oh, okay. 95 I was below me. It's like one point separates everyone up and down. all the
0: way up or is there a point where it just there's a huge gap in the top 50 or whatever yeah it's
1: one or two points until you get to multiple graphics cards gotcha so everyone with a gtx 1080 was within a couple of points and then when you went to a 1080 ti it jumped like maybe 30 or 40 points and then if it went to like a gtx 1080 and it'll say like times two in sli or times four in SLI. so then you, the guy at the top is he's retarded. It's like Threadripper four GTX Titan X Ps. You know, like what are you gonna do with that?
0: Boy, I feel like that would be that would be the person who just shows up to those competitions and pours liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. on their shit.
1: It's either them or it's someone that built, um, like a Disney caliber. Animation studio, a rending mach- rendering yeah. machine,
0: rendering machine. It's
1: just a rendering machine that. That's a good point. F- for fun, went on 3D mark. I bet this thing
0: it. could fucking rip. <laughs>
1: and they do it, and they're like, "Yeah, it yeah. does." All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, does, it does exactly that. <laughs>
0: Gonna go back to using all this. <laughs> so
1: um I, yeah, completely happy with the way it's sitting. I've I found awesome. myself more or less
0: looking at cases at this point. Oh, really? mine's great. Do you keep yours on the floor or do you keep yours on your desk?
1: I have uh you remember that old that black um IKEA like table you had?
0: Oh, next to my bed. I think so. The little no. like the no, tiny no, no, not little not the like... little one. The oh, the okay. big
1: like TV stand size. Okay, I got gotcha. you. That's what I've got it on. That's on there my printer all everything's on. Um and so it keeps it off the ground, keeps the dust down, keeps our radiator from getting all clogged up. For sure. That's the biggest problem with water cooling, is radiator fins are very tiny, and they can get clogged with the
0: dust. Dude, especially, quick. like, just, I guess, not even necessarily cat dander, but just, like, dander in general. Like, dog, Carp- cat, yeah. human, doesn't matter.
1: Carpet. Dude, carpet's bad for it.
0: Totally. So if I you, God, I mean, and disgusting disgusting. that's what I read. They were like,
1: if you would just raise your computer a foot off the ground, the amount you have to clean it is cut in half.
0: I ah, mind sitting on the floor, and it. I. It's almost like I started putting it on sleep mode, so that way I don't have to reach down and turn it on. So I never have to look at it because I feel <laughs> bad every time I look at it and it's sitting on the floor.
1: I understand it. I like being able to look across too and see. I put the plexiglass on top where it used to have the. Remember that big fan that I had up top? Yeah, I cut a piece of plexiglass and took out all the screening and mounted that there. That's cool, which I like because I can then just glance over and the new EVGA, um, it's called the Superclock Two, 1080 has three different LEDs for like the VR the the VRAM the like the actual s- s- GPU like the core and then something else is on there and they'll light up in different colors to tell me the actual temperature not only of my general GPU temperature which when you look on um, MSI afterburner or EVGA um, precision X it'll give you like you know your your GPU is running at 64c well this one breaks it down into three different monitoring zones. So I'll know if one section is is getting abnormally hot compared to something else. Oh, interesting. So it stays, you know, blue all the time, and then it turns, like, green at a certain temperature, and then it'll turn red if it goes to above, I think, 75 or 80 C. It turns, like, red.
0: Oh, okay. Huh. That's cool. Video card technology has come so far. I remember when though? they first started putting housing around them and like making them look aesthetically different. And I don't know, everybody had that ugly, ugly, ugly. What would that even be called? Like those beige computer cases that slowly turn yellow over time.
1: It's <laughs> just like your standard IBM case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it has like, or like a, yeah. The, and then finally, like, Black Cases came out, and, like, other cool shit.
1: Why are Founders Editions, like, they're, why are the, I, I had a trouble with this the last time, um, the cards from NVIDIA, reference cards, ah, oh, I remembered it, so why are reference cards, the the cards that they make, NVIDIA makes, why are they still so bad? aesthetically cooling wise power delivery
0: you know they know that they, they can do better like the one that they make themselves
1: yeah if you get a gtx 1080 reference card like the one from them it's gonna have a single fan gray body g-force on the side looks every card looks the fucking same they're gonna they're they're gonna overclock like shit they're not gonna be great i i read this thing it was like this guy was overclocking a reference card Mm -hmm. and he goes all right we're it it was a gtx 1080 not a ti just regular gtx 1080 and he said we're getting around the two gigahertz mark which is about all this card can handle and i thought oh okay well i'll keep that in mind when i start overclocking mine not to go over that out of the box, my EVGA is at two point one
0: four gigs. Is it because are, of the cooling that they tack on to it?
1: The ICX cooling—it's it, got three fans that are all individually controlled due to those. You know that that they got the three individual lights up top yeah. that I was talking about. It coo- it's so much better. It's re- if you if you had to choose between a reference, ten eighty or a reference 1080ti or like this EVGA superclocked ICX cooling 1080 I would take it over the reference ti because of how just how much better it is now you're not going to get the memory but out of the that box that makes
0: sense I never even thought about yeah. that cuz like you said your fa- your video card has a stock three fans attached to it and yeah. I have a reference card my 970 is one and it's just that it's all encased, so it looks like there's no heat dissipation, fucking whatsoever, and there's just that one fan on it.
1: And it's that it's not even like a normal fan. It's the they remind me of um, what are the you know like when uh, when the water when it turns the big wheel. Oh <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Just is, is that a water wheel? What is that called?
1: Uh, I want to say watermill because it looks like a windmill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way. But like yeah. at it's a totally uh, what that is? It, it, imagine it. You know what I'm talking about? That cog wheel thing that pulls the air, like scoops it and then spits it out. Prove it's a weird design. Linus um had one where he simulated it died. And then just, like, took the case off and zip-tied regular case fans onto a reference card, and it cooled better than the original reference fan.
0: Really? That's crazy. That's good to know. I mean, I'm not interested in overclocking, but it'd be real shitty to, like, get a wild hair up my ass one day and go, you know what, let's give this a go and then just turn my video card into a little smoldering piece of magma sitting at the bottom of my case. Yeah, Like you said, that's real interesting. Like, they... They... It's... It's... It's hard to believe that they don't know or they're not capable of producing the technology to cool these cards better.
1: I think they just don't care to do it. Like, they... I believe their business is creating the card and it's up to like Asus and Strix or that is the Strix from Asus, but it's up to like Asus and EVGA and people like them to come up with the wacky fan cooling configurations to get the most out of them. But they're almost like, all right, we made this thing. Look, if you want to buy it from us, you can. We'll throw a fan on it and we'll make it run. But I think they're so focused on making the, the board and the chip because the, the cooling, the fins, like the actual heat dissipation aspect of it, they mm-hmm. suck. It's a single card slot most of the time when even, pretty much everybody else is going to put a double-sized cooler on this thing. Right. They're going to add LEDs and add all this stuff to it. I, th- I just think NVIDIA just doesn't doesn't care to do
0: that they just keep themselves as the entry-level card because that's i mean that's a pretty legitimate position to be in and saying that they are the cheapest right yeah
1: and well no not necessarily
0: well then i have no idea what the fuck they're doing
1: i believe the the name kind of says it all they're called the reference card right yeah well maybe it's all they are it's a reference to go to look at for what you can build from this chip. Hey, here it is. Here's how it runs. Use this as a reference. And then they hand it out. Because, don't feel bad, those boards are what cost money, not the fan and the plastic.
0: Right. So (laughs) that
1: board is being purchased, because EVGA doesn't make that. Like They're getting that. At least part of it. Mm -hmm. So... If you if if EVGA sells a million 1080 TIs, but Nvidia only sells a thousand, don't feel bad. That means they sold a million and a thousand.
0: Yeah, because no
1: they bought those cards.
0: It's definitely it's that is strange. I never I. It's so obvious when you look at them. It's it's a ridiculous difference, but I never my simple little brain never put that together.
1: Yeah, the the ice. What's called ICX cooling now for from EVGA. If I put that card next to the reference 1080, and just ask somebody like, which one's newer, you'd be like, oh, the the EVGA that one's newer. It's got LEDs. It's got three fans. It's, it's aluminum. It's got all this stuff going on bigger and two power connectors yeah that thing's crazy new they released almost the exact same time like this <laughs> this is this card
0: yeah it's this one is wearing a suit that one's wearing a fucking speedo
1: right so anyways that was I uh, look
0: into that maybe i'll look into some cooling for my video card fuck i don't know i don't even produce that much heat
1: need to need to look into your 10 series card just got to get you just gotta get it in cahoots with Devin and every six months when he buys a new card, just be like, hey man.
0: That's a good point. The fuck does he do with all of his old stuff? <laughs>
1: He's got nine eighty tis I know just sitting around. Just
0: piled up in the corner. Yeah. Just gets drunk and kicks him over every once in a while. <laughs> nah.
1: Fuck nah. you. <laughs> I was I was able to sell mine for a good chunk of change out of what it cost me to upgrade to this, so
0: that was really interesting to me i'm i'm a bit of a curmudgeon i don't like to communicate with other people unless they're like direct, directly in front of my face and i will not seek someone to talk to so i never consider like selling the parts out of my computer to partially fund building a new computer it's a really good idea
1: you have to or it's it's just too expect can you imagine like if you from ground up spent $2000 i mean my budget would then have to be about thousand dollars a year maybe eight hundred dollars a year budgeted out for computer parts to stay up front but if i spent about a thousand dollars to get to ryzen but 600 of it came from a previous build Mm -hmm. so is is it really sound that bad that after two years i spent four hundred dollars to go upgrade to this which in all fairness my old PC was on the back end of its life when I bought it. And so I got it so cheap. I remember I did that entire build monitor everything and all for a thousand dollars.
0: That's right. When you built that though, that was a good that was it when we were in that hotel, that was a good machine.
1: It's a good machine, but it was an eighty three fifty. I immediately had to push it to its limits to keep up. Like there there was the eighty three fifty in in two thousand and what was that, fourteen, two thousand Yeah. Yeah, 2014 was, it was on it was on the end of its leg. Like, people were arguing whether or not it was even a valid purchase anymore. It's DDR3 memory. It, it's very old architecture. Because AMD had sure. been around. But my dumbass at the time was like, oh, but Ryzen's going to come out, so then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> no, different chipset, asshole. you gonna have to get <laughs> a new motherboard anyways. <laughs> I could have just gotten an i5 and been happy. But... <clears throat> I'm glad I went through out of it with it.
0: Yeah, take into consideration how how much we use our computers, and that is really it's really not that much money at all. Like as much time as I spend on my computer, four hundred dollars in a year, is not a lot of money. It's really fucking cheap entertainment, as it turns out.
1: hmm The the one thing that is still blowing my mind is that I've got the world's worst chair.
0: What are you fucking working with?
1: Office Max computer chair with a pillow behind my back for lumbar support.
0: <laughs> Evidently, Amazon makes fucking awesome chairs, and they're really cheap. Uh, fuck. My buddy Nick just got one, and he said it was awesome.
1: So speaking of Office Max, I went the other day to get toner for work, <laughs> and they were having a sale on like some of their chairs that have just been sitting around because nobody buys anything from fucking office max anymore at all yeah is yeah. <laughs> on everything's online what are you doing but the worst part is, everything amazon sells is tech related and then by definition tech people aren't going to a fucking store so don't buy stock in office max is all i'm saying yeah but th- th- their chairs they had like the big like luxurious leather computer chairs, and they're like marked down to like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks, hundred forty bucks. And I was like, I could probably game in that, like in big <laughs> leather.
0: Like, <sighs> Dude, for one hundred percent, I send you the link to this giant high back executive chair. It's this fluffy ass leather chair with fluffy ass armrests. Looks great. Looks super comfortable. It's. Ninety seven dollars. I don't know if you've ever been shopping, not you, Brad, but anybody else, shopping for a fucking office chair. They are insanely expensive.
1: Yep. Yeah, if you get the new ones, like that that chair was marked down, and it's not marked down like was with the sticker. No, like they markered through the price. <laughs> and they're three hundred bucks like for just a just like the one I'm sitting in with the little like wireframe back support and they're like ergonomic whatever yeah and i was like that says 279 dollars, and i can throw it at you right (laughs) i at least want to struggle with something that costs that much
0: seriously unless it's built for speed
1: there's no technology in it it's the same price as a cell phone
0: pricing a chair that much is the equivalent of like when we were looking for waterproof stuff to work with diving Nothing is waterproof. Some things might be a little water resistant, but water kills everything. It doesn't matter what these chair seats are made out of. In a year, it will be mashed and it will be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then in three years, you're going to be feeling a little bolt start to graze the bottom of your gooch. <laughs> and then a year after that, it's just going to be in your asshole. Yeah. It's time for a new fucking chair. Yeah.
1: Everything but, that is comfortable today will be the bane of your existence later. So, spend yep. accordingly. This this chair drives me. Down. I'd like crawl around in it and try to like get in a position that doesn't fucking suck. My Dude. feet are up. Like I can't <laughs> get there. It just can't be done. Now this is look. Check out my lumbar support. Let me get this thing out of here. It's freaking high tech though. Oh, that's dope. this is it. That's
0: like that's special, special specialty. Special special. I know you Custom guys at home embroidery. can't
1: see this. Um, it's a it's a cute little pillow. I don't know where Melanie got it. I think it's got birds on it. Anyways, it's small and it's wide, and it's now permanently shaped like the bottom of my ass. (laughs) It's got a sweet little U in it because it stays wedged right here where my lower back is. (laughs) Without that, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever
0: sat in. Dude, that sucks.
1: With it, it jumps a couple notches.
0: Order a new chair change your life
1: my cat has turned to liquid down inside of this x370 motherboard box
0: she and her spaceship
1: yeah it's her new box um because there has been no new boxes in the house she has her box and then i open the lid on my motherboard box to take the manual out and uh i know you guys at home don't get to see this sweetness but uh, there she is yeah. she's a little loaf down in there why she has, is that why i don't know why do cats have boxes they love them but she's just like in it, staring at me. Hmm. This is home now. All right, man. <laughs> Titter tatter aside, Nobel prizes were awarded
0: just a few days ago.
1: Did you get a chance to read into the people who,
0: who won any of any of them?
1: A little bit. Uh, I got to. Melanie sent me one of these things, uh, and I can bring it up. I've got like the Nobel Peace Prize brought up, and that was given to the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Some... Always interesting to yeah. hear
0: where that goes to because there's been times in the past, and I'm not referring to, I'm not referring to Obama. I'm referring to like a much much later or earlier thing than that, and they give it to some people that I really mm, that guy. Like I think I waged more peace in my fucking three years of being alive than he did as. He was whoever he was.
1: Well, I mean, I, uh, Obama was a decent president. He's a very smart yeah. guy. Definitely didn't deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. There was more drone strikes under his administration than fucking anyone else. He killed a lot of fucking people. Not him, technically personally, but under his administration. For, if we're gonna like judge you on the amount of peace you brought, let's not give you the same fucking award that we like awarded Gandhi. <laughs>
0: Seriously, you're like Mother Teresa or something. <laughs>
1: So that one's weird. So this one is, um, this one went to, let me bring it back up here. Uh, The Nobel Peace Prize for 2017 went to ICANN, which was the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. Their quote, it was given to them for their work to draw attention to catastrophic humanitarian consequences of the use of nuclear weapons.
0: Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah,
1: everyone already fucking knew that.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty hot topic right now. So these people Makes got sense.
1: the Nobel Peace Prize for going, "Hey, man, nuclear weapons kill people," and everybody mm-hmm. went, "Yeah, we know." Yeah.
0: And then somebody was like, "You guys should get a medal."
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I felt like it was it was like that South Park episode where <laughs> what, Stan's dad can't quit being uh, Randy can't quit being sarcastic <laughs> with the Sarcast-a-ball episode. <laughs> oh, you guys should sew in a medal. And they were like, you think so? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're out there. I'm glad people want to get rid of these. But their symbol is a hand-drawn peace sign over a, I don't know, 40s cartoon of a rocket with warhead, I guess, bit would be like, like broken, broken
0: off. Broken
1: off? Yeah. Like as they were winning, someone drew that on a napkin.
0: You're like we need something. <laughs> People are gonna say, "Who the fuck are they?" We we got <clears> it. We need yeah. we need something. So, anyways. who we stand for?
1: Peace. <laughs> There's the one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> it was the ones that I didn't feel deserved it. I think everyone else pretty much did a good job. Um, the physics one actually is is one that I I did read through, and that was um, let me get their names right here. Uh, Rainer, Wise, Kip Thorne, and Barry Barish—they won the nine million kroner prize, which is eight hundred and thirty-one thousand pound. Whoa, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, somewhere in there.
0: Uh, probably closer to like one point two million dollars.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, that's right. That's not the euro. Well, right?
0: it was. I actually haven't looked into that in a long time. I don't know what happened after Brexit and all that stuff. I don't know what.
1: Even if it's one for one, it's still under a million or right around a million dollars.
0: That's awesome. Good for them. But what they
1: got it for was something that we talked about on this podcast. And we had a very big episode on this. And they um, were awarded for the detection of gravitational waves. So the scientists that actually detected the gravitational waves that were um, first thought about by Einstein uh, many moons ago they won the nobel prize in physics this year which bang a rang. and there are three american scientists so at least proving to the world that we're not
0: all morons yep. these gentlemen did it thanks smart guys Thanks, for smart guys meanwhile um uh, i don't know what else is going on actually i was gonna say meanwhile someone's doing this but i really have no my head's been like pretty deep in the sand lately so i don't really don't know you what got the fuck to. anybody's and, doing man,
1: it's 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 real hard to do the, the news thing. We've run into this before. We ran into it during the election time back yeah. in November where you can't look up science news because it's somehow all of the shit news that we're trying to stay away from bleeds into it.
0: And that's exactly why we started this.
1: So um, gravitational waves are uh, just ripples in the fabric of space time. And the important thing about knowing that there are like physically finding gravitational waves is that we know that there is physically space time that emptiness waves can't permeate through like sound waves don't travel through space because there's no atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So the only way that gravitational waves can permeate through space is that if space itself is a physical realm that has something there, dark matter, whatever it is, these waves are able to travel That's and crazy. maintain throughout incredible distance.
0: That is so crazy. That is so interesting.
1: Um, detected, by the way, from the the, the colliding of black holes this is where we find forces great enough to measure these waves. problem with measuring them ever has been the fact that they distort not only space but time. So as... Time warps with the wave. You are in that time, and you don't notice.
0: I remember us talking about that now. Now that you said that, I remember how fucking crazy the idea of this stuff was. What
1: they ended up doing was setting out basically a giant Y with mile-long, and even further than that, um, tunnels that shot a laser. And then the laser would bounce off of a mirror and then come back. Of great distance on Earth, right? Which is not very far anywhere else. But the they were able to measure, because these lasers travel at the speed of light, the variance between laser one and two after the collision of a couple of black holes, it created a disturbance in what was there. Now, perceived time. No one would ever have been able to see this. You have to go back to the data that was measured in light speed. To see that there was anything different, because if time changes, we change with it. If time was to stop now, and it was to stop for a million years, you know, even though there wouldn't be any time there, we'd never know it. Time would have stopped, and then we would have picked right back up. Everything would have progressed as normal. Time is the only unit of measurement that creates a physical reaction with everything around it. You get older, you die. Things evolve over time. Stars are born. Solar systems are born and collapse. It's all in time. So the fact that time is manipulable, it's malleable. It is something physical. That is a ginormous... The fact that these guys (laughs) ended up on some list of Nobel Prize winners at nobelprize.org... While, if I turn on the news today, it's talking about how somebody in Trump's cabinet called him an idiot or
0: whatever. Like That's fine. Run that shit at the bottom of the screen, but don't spend 10 hours talking about the same shit until somebody else in his cabinet says that that guy's an idiot. And then you just talk about that for 10 fucking hours. It is, it is insane to sit and just look at the news, watch it for five minutes max, and then it just starts to fucking loop.
1: Yep. My major problem these this massive discovery, the guys that won this Nobel Prize are Americans, not on American news. You're not getting any of the information that like this is this is huge this is the this is the first step to figuring out but what time travel or at least stasis making it somewhere else. This verifies the fact that there, if you could generate enough power, you potentially could manipulate time. I don't believe you can go back in it. Still, I don't see even with these waves and stuff. We don't see any evidence of that. The, the waves don't ever recanter. They don't like hit a wall and then like come back to us, so we don't get hit with the second splash, which would like I don't know, like yank us back in time. All but, of a sudden, we're
0: fifty. Yeah. Well, I guess we wouldn't be able to perceive it.
1: Right. You wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to perceive it. It may have happened. The idea that Einstein thought of it all these years pass and it's just some random theory. And then one day we prove it. And if you ask somebody if they know who Einstein is, they go, yeah. And you ask somebody who these three gentlemen are, they're not going to have a fucking clue. Nope not one (laughs) (laughs) these three guys proved something that's like me sitting around and going I think in the middle of the universe there's a giant spaghetti monster and then I become famous and then in 200,000 years somebody goes we found the spaghetti monster at the beginning of the universe here he is and everyone goes nobody gives a shit
0: yeah nobody somebody already said that was gonna
1: happen two hundred thousand
0: yeah, years Duh, ago. we already knew that. Yeah. Because Einstein said so. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so that does so like, you know gravity got it. Einstein did it. He did it already. <laughs> he did it. He nope. made gravity. Nope. He just imagined it. <laughs> these guys found it. They they hunt it down and they found it. Anyway, shout out to uh, uh
0: not to mention like the total cost of one of these labs, well it would be insanely expensive. Yeah. It would be like it would be like you predicted a spaghetti monster And then in 60 years, somebody spent billions of taxpayer dollars to figure out if there's a spaghetti monster and then did. And then exactly like you said, no one gives a shit. No one. It's like not to mention all of the money that you people have spent on this project. It's just really fascinating stuff.
1: (laughs) Not to mention that these three assholes. Sorry. Love you guys. Thank you for doing your work. They won 831,000 pounds. Let's just say dollars. Let's just say it's eight hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's a drop in the bucket of what it costs to employ all of these people to make this happen, plus build the facilities, which are multi million dollar facilities. And after all was said and done, they didn't produce anything that they can sell for value. They don't have really any uh, fame that they could profit off of, and their grand total prize is what. $250,000 each?
0: Oh, it was between the three Yeah, oh Yeah, it's one prize split between three people. That's legit. You so th- might have discovered something that changed human race. Yeah. Yeah. History
1: as we know it is now changed. Here is probably less than what you made in a normal salary if you'd have gone and created more dead dinosaur fuel. <laughs> like if this man had gone to work for like Exxon, or anywhere else. His annual salary would be equivalent to probably what they just won.
0: Dude. You are you are so fucking oh. right. You're so right. Well, listening to uh, Melissa's sister and my buddy Travis, who is a structural engineer. He went to school with a few people, and so did Melissa's sister, that ended up getting mechanical engineer's degrees. And... They, a few of them got pulled on to oil projects or like companies like Exxon, like you said, and they started at six figures.
1: That's someone that has no idea what they're doing.
0: Not a single clue, which is fine because you just got out of school and that's to be expected.
1: And the split prize the prize to split with everyone was still just six figures. That's nuts. Idiocracy becomes more and more true. Every single day, the nation's top scientists were too, build, too busy prolonging erections and curing male pattern baldness. It's <laughs> how that movie starts, and it, it fucking true. They're busy doing what makes them. Money. If you cure, yeah, male pattern baldness, you make money. If you cure erectile dysfunction, you make fucking money. If you figure out there's gravitational waves you you should get excited about it. you get a nobel Peace prize or a nobel prize in physics somewhere along the way that became a who gives a shit item mm-hmm. it, i just did it right here everyone knows the nobel peace prize right but that prize is just given out that's the fucking participation trophy
0: Seriously, that's no shit. That's a good way to put it.
1: A Nobel Peace Prize was given to Barack Obama the year he was elected president. That means before he ever fucking did anything. Whether, now, if you give it to him in the end, you could at least argue that over the last eight years he did whatever he did. But you can't give it to him at the fucking beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little front-loading on that one. I didn't... <laughs> you can't... In- I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying... Didn't the deserve timing it then. was a little poor. Yeah, yeah, he didn't deserve
1: it then. Like Maybe now. You can argue <laughs> it now. Now maybe his goddamn drone strikes did a really good thing and a lot of people lived. Maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't look. Maybe they did. But they definitely didn't do it before he happened. <laughs> like, right. You can't give Johnny Manziel... You can't induct Johnny Manziel into the football hall of fame when he's like three years into his fucking football league. Like, his like, rookie year. Yeah, you can't do that. Like... I don't care how promising you think he's going to be.
0: Right. It's like, you just got pulled on. And, like, they just, like, drive him from the draft over to the fucking, like, down the road. Here's the Hall of Fame. Welcome! You really did it. You drafted like a motherfucker. Way to go. That's the equivalent, is literally the equivalent of
1: the... The guys from Rock Roll Hall of Fame driving from Cleveland and then going to like some shithole in Nebraska and kicking in some kid's fucking garage door while they're like practicing. And they're like, you're it. And they just throw <laughs> them in there. And then after they get inducted, they're like, all right, watch. They're going to do it now. What?
0: They're not doing it. They're not doing what it. They do? <laughs> Have you tried feeding them? <laughs> yeah. We'll try beating them then. I don't know.
1: Feed or beat. I don't know what to do after that. Yeah, um, Yeah, So get get rid of that. Don't get rid of it. Just give it to Gandhi every year.
0: Yeah. Or like, give it to me. I'll take it. Hey, can we take a break real quick so I can piss?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that'll give me a chance. What I'm going to do is look up the list of all Nobel Peace Prize winners to see if there's a certain point in which they get ridiculous or if they've just kind of always been all over the place.
0: Awesome. Thank you. If we ever get invited to Joe Rogan's show, you're going to have to like go alone because unless I can record three hours from the bathroom, well, he just he
1: doesn't stop. He just lets you get up and go pee, and he just rambles.
0: How does he exercise his bladder too? You think? I think he's
1: gone. He's gone to the bathroom on some of them, but he just oh, I've never heard him go to the bathroom. Maybe not. Maybe I've never heard him go. He's just a beast. You could be like Ari. Ari just pisses in a bucket right there no matter who's around him, and they all yell at him.
0: He's the... He's... He's got to be one of the worst people in comedy. He's like, funny. As a human, but like really but funny. But as a human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's funny. He he's was got a, a pretty he was a crazy background.
1: He was a doorman at the comedy store. Yeah. And was doing open mic nights. And then he started making those fucking YouTube videos, The Amazing Racist. I don't know how we ended up there out of the list of Nobel Prize yeah, Me players. neither. My bad. <laughs> Ari Shapiro pissing in buckets. <laughs> Taking it to dark places, that motherfucker was. We started will. with bladder control and ended there. Uh, the, the Nobel Peace Prize list. Um, <sighs> there's a couple things that I, I guess, before I crap all over it, um, should be pointed out that w- this is the Nobel Peace Prize the, this Nobel Prize has been won by more women than any other Nobel Prize on the list, and it's not even recent. The first woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize was in 1905.
0: Is that the first year for the for the prizes? No, no. Um,
1: 1901 was. Okay. Technically, but... Um,
0: was 1905 the first year for the Peace Prize?
1: Nope. 1901 oh. was the first Peace Prize... But oh, in 1905, okay, okay. Bertha von Suttner won the Nobel Peace Prize, but she was also contributed to helping create the prize in the first place four years earlier.
0: Man, she's a 10 if you get a minute to check her <laughs> out.
1: Man, she got a crown, dude.
0: Yeah, that's that's nine fucking bonus <laughs> points right there.
1: Uh, immediately after that, you got Theodore Roosevelt for his successful mediation to the end of the Russo-Japanese War. It's pretty pretty big work i'd say Huh. Yeah. ernesto th- and then there's a lot of double winners here oh really yeah if you go down the list here um you've got uh, 1907 for the italian peace movement 1908 for the foremost peace advocate in scandinavia combining work in the inter-preliminary union uh with being the first president of the international peace bureau and that was frederick Bacher in 1908 uh, let's let's skip a bunch. Let's go down. Let's just do a spin of the wheel here and see who won it. Nineteen forty nine. The Lord Boyd Orr won it. Um,
0: Lord Boy Orr. Yep.
1: Yeah, his name is the Lord Boyd Orr. Boyd-Or, Boyd dash Orr, from the United Kingdom. Um, he was the director. He was a prominent organizer, RD's director of the Food and Agriculture Administration, and president of the National Peace Council. And the World Union of Peace Organizations. He had a lot of peace going on there. We can keep kicking down here again. If I'm skipping over anybody important, it's because I'm just spinning the dice here. Oh no, I just passed one here. 1964, Martin Luther King Jr. from the United States. Uh, not a lot that you have to explain there, but he uh, was that
0: posthumously though. Like, was that after he died?
1: It says he won it in '64. Okay, but uh, I'll read the description over here, and we'll see what it says. It says the first person in the Western world to have shown us that the struggle can be waged without violence. Okay, it, yeah, yeah, he died in it,
0: 60, April of sixty
1: eight. Okay, so uh, I guess he, well, according that's rad. to this, he won it while he was still alive. <clears throat> but uh, maybe not. Maybe they
0: just—he's a Baptist uh, minister. I forgot about that. No,
1: no, th- these these can't be issued. Like they can't post date them. They can't go back and say he won it in sixty four, but have issued it in 72 or something. So he must have won it before he
0: died. Yeah.
1: Um. UNICEF won it in 65. The United Nations Children's Fund.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember. Did you guys have, like, hella UNICEF stuff when you were in, like, elementary yeah. school? Y- yeah, elementary like school, definitely. Little boxes that you would cart around mm-hmm. and go ask people for money and then take it and buy ice cream because you're fucking six and who dare trust you with money. <laughs>
1: Uh in seventy nine, Mother Teresa. Because she was fucking Mother Teresa.
0: That's that's, that's yep, a quote. That stands to reason. Yeah. That's a
1: quote. <laughs> oh uh another spin of the dice here. We hit ninety eight. David Tremblay for the efforts to find peaceful solution to the conflict of Northern Ireland back when the uh, IRS was a thing. IRA. IRA. That's IRS, yeah, that's unfortunately, <laughs> back still the, same. When the IRS. Still <laughs> <laughs> Back when the IRA was the thing, um, United Nations in 01. Jimmy Carter in 2 two. Uh, let's jump down another spin of the dice here. Oh, I went too far. Uh, Al Gore in o seven. Okay, because he invented the internet.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Good move. Yep. Thank you, Al. Uh,
1: two thousand nine. Here was the one we were talking about. Two thousand nine. So the very first year that Barack Obama was president, he was elected in 08, right? started the service in 09. Uh, he won it for extraordinary efforts in the strengthening of international diplomacy and cooperation between people. So uh, let's do one spin up. You get creating international peace organizations that save millions of lives. And a spin down, you get he might do stuff. So then, after Al Gore, it just kind of it gets weird. So you get Al Gore for efforts in um, climate change, mm, Barack okay. Obama for efforts in strengthening international diplomacy. Was that
0: what was the name of that? Uh, the inconvenient truth. Was that when the inconvenient truth came out? Oh, I don't remember that. Sorry, I sh- I should have looked that up earlier. Uh, it was the it was a movie about climate change that came out in two thousand six. Okay. Yes, that had Al Gore behind it. So
1: I guess my issue with it lately is that it's been premature on a lot of things. The European, the European Union won it in 2012. Well, that's a little premature, right?
0: Considering everything that's Didn't happened in the European Union <laughs> in the last... <laughs> people are trying to fucking leave. Yeah,
1: so, so it, it seems like if you scroll back... To the 80s and before, you get people that have accomplished lifelong goals and commitments. And then after that, you get people that say they're going to do these things. Now, not everyone, there's been a couple. Uh, so, uh, Kailash Satarita and Malala Yousafzai from Pakistan and India um, for their struggle against the suppression of children and young people, uh, child slavery. They did that. That's it's a lifetime that's pretty struggle. Big. <laughs> yeah, pretty big. Uh, in 2016, Juan Manuel Santos from Colombia for his uh, resolute efforts to bring the country's 50-year-long civil war to an end.
0: I looked into that guy and read a little bit about that, and uh, I it sounds like Colombians are waving the bullshit flag yeah, on that yeah. one.
1: He's got a lot of plastic surgery and a lot of hair plugs. Yeah, a guy the that dude did is, a whole lot uh, of anything.
0: doing okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's a weird looking guy. Dude, government in South America is so fucking creepy. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh yeah, <laughs> like that dude. That dude just goes home, takes a big stretch, and then sleeps in a fucking giant pile of cocaine. Yeah, and then he wakes up fucking energized cause oh, and then two thousand seventeen. Now,
1: they're from Switzerland, and they. uh They've won it before, way back in the day, for, let me get back up here, Switch, let's, let's just see. So um, ICANN, which was the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, won it for its work to draw attention to the catastrophic hu- humanitarian consequences of the use of nuclear weapons. So, they told people bombs are bad. Now we go up. Everything lines up. In 99, Switzerland, uh, I can't pronounce that name medicines sans Frontières.
0: it's a little french
1: front frontiers it's got the uh it's got the accent mark right get it looks it anyways in recognition of the organization's uh pioneering humanitarian work on several continents it's pretty vague all right so you're not you not raising the bar too high there um switzerland the international campaign to ban landmines from switzerland Switzerland's Boy. big on, like, just shitty catchphrases for their people. <laughs> <laughs> but the Red Cross uh, was one of the very... F- so the Red Cross has won it, like, four times, which is Switzerland, obviously. Uh,
0: and it's got to well, be... I mean, the Red Cross was discovered here in America, or was founded here in America. Uh, it Red was. Cross was founded in New Jersey.
1: This, it was founded in Switzerland in 1901. Mm. Henry Dunant, for his – he won a Nobel Peace Prize for finding it. He was the very first guy ever. Henry Dunant for his role in finding the International Committee of the Red Cross. Oh, wow. Maybe international? Oh, maybe. But um is pretty old. No, there, he was the very first recipient was Henry Dunant in Switzerland for his role in finding – the International oh, okay. Committee of the Red Cross.
0: Oh, shit! All right, I thought it started somewhere else.
1: And then uh, it kind of scoots down. So I feel like Switzerland kind of just gets one if they do anything at this point, because they were the first. So you're like, all right, well, here's another one.
0: Well, they're like a, they're a peaceful state, right? So
1: aren't they like the the most gun owners too? There's Is like it? something weird about them. That's like crazy. it's like mandatory or something.
0: I, oh, okay. Uh, Clara Barton was a pioneering nurse who founded the American Red Cross. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's the other thing. So this, Switzerland, giant peaceful country, uh, almost, I mean, very low crime rate and everything. It's a weird one. They, uh, the small Arms survey of 2016 placed Swiss gun ownership at about 25%. 25% of the entire population are gun owners. They have a uh, very high gun ownership laws. Just something weird. Uh, just, I, I heard it because of everything that's going on. It kind of popped up. They were like, Oh, but what about Switzerland? So kind of stuck in my head.
0: That's a much bigger population. Like their total population is 8.4 million or 8.372. Mm-hmm. That's a lot higher than I would expect for Switzerland. Yeah. It's that place is area. really small. Yeah. I, I mean, it, what's the, what's the United States population? Uh, 323 million. Yeah, okay. 300 so, something million. 30 times larger than that.
1: I mean, um
0: well, 8 million right, is about that's...
1: what Los Angeles is 7.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right. Oh, no. Nope, not at all. 4 million. 4. So, two two
1: Los Angeles is the entire country of. So, New
0: right? York is 8.5, so, so it's, it's that New many. York. Yeah. One city. New York City, excuse me, New York City specifically.
1: Right. Well, there's only like 37 people in New York that don't live in the city. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, so list of Nobel. By the way, the winners are called laureates. L A U R E A T E S.
0: Huh. If you type I've in laureate, I don't know what a laureate is. Um Holy shit. Just real quick. Swiss's si- square mile size is 15 like 15.5 or something like that. 1,000 square miles. And they have eight, 8.4 million people. New York City has a similar population, and it's 304.6 square miles. Oh, my God. Fucking crazy, dude. <laughs>
1: That's the difference between like living in this vast countryside with almost never seeing anyone and never not seeing someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you do, no yeah. matter how hard you close your eyes, there's someone standing there.
1: You close your eyes and someone just rubs your eyelid. <laughs> pretty,
0: Do you know where the subway is? We're tourists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's below You're us. In my, <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're in my house on the 32nd floor. Please leave me alone. <laughs>
1: Please leave me alone. Oh. Okay, so the very first person in 1901 to win the Nobel Physics Prize was Weinhelm Conrad Rontgen like It's German. R-O with the two dots above it. N-T-G-E-N. In recognition of the extraordinary services he has rendered by the discovery of the rays subsequently named after him. Hmm. But what rays? There's a link. Let's click. Oh, the X-ray. He invented the X-ray. Oh, yeah. okay. Fun. Named Fun. after him. There's not an X in his goddamn name.
0: <laughs> Is his name Ray?
1: No, no. <laughs> Conrad. <laughs> Wilhelm Conrad Rontgen. And it says named after him. And you click it, it says X-Rays. It used to be called the Rontgen Ray, by the way. R-O that with the two dots above it that I have no idea how to pronounce. N-T-G-E-N Ray. But if you click it, it just says X-Ray.
0: I think it makes it a long letter, right? Or like, a, like Uber has, it's called an umlaut. Those two dots above the U oh, okay. in Uber. So I think in that it would make it an O, like a a hard O sound. So,
1: yeah, we're, we're starting off strong. Guy invented the X-ray. I'm going to do a little spin here. Ended at uh, 1924 from Sweden. Okay, I don't want to be an asshole here, but that guy. What did he win it for? Somehow won it again for the X-ray. <laughs> are you fucking serious i just i just spun the dice man i took the little clicker off my mouse where i can just free spin it and i hit uh manet uh singban sigman uh m-a-n-n-e s-i-e-g-b-a-h-n in 1924 for his discoveries and research in the field of x-ray spectroscopy.
0: What's this? What are these guys up to? <laughs> All right,
1: so free spin, uh, 1935. James Chadwick from the United Kingdom for the discovery of the neutron. That's a pretty big one. That's huge. Uh, right below him, Victor Francis Hess. I knew his name, so I, I really want to talk about. It. Hess was the guy that uh, discovered cosmic radiation, which we've we've talked about oh, in him before okay. on the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 38. Uh, Enrico Fermi. Oh, it's Fermi. What? What's up, bro? The Fermi's paradox. Yep. <laughs> so, nice. for his demonstration, of the excess of new radiation elements produced the neutron irradi- irradiation, irradiation, uh, and his for related discovery of nuclear reactions brought about by slow neutrons is what he wanted it for. But uh, huh? Uh, so down to fifty-two, Felix Bloch. Hold on,
0: before you jump that far ahead, can we go through nineteen thirty-nine to nineteen forty-five? Oh, not for awarded because
1: of the wars. I didn't even see that because I spun it.
0: So 40, 41,
1: and 42, not awarded because of World War II. Here's the question I've got Was there peace prizes then?
0: Well, they weren't awarded, right? I got to know. Oh, you're talking, were you saying physics?
1: Well, that was physics. They weren't, but. Yeah, yeah. Was there a fucking peace prize during that time?
0: I, yeah, that's, I was super curious about that.
1: Nope, no. There was none from 39 to 43 for anything
0: who won it in uh forty four forty five then
1: uh the international committee of the red cross won it again in 44 once they started back up okay so
0: that's interesting
1: yeah uh 45 was cordell hull from this is nobel peace prize again for his fight against uh isolationism at home his efforts create a peace block of states on the american continents and his work with the united nations organization interesting Anyway, I just wanted to know if that was unilateral. So the Peace Prize actually wasn't awarded again until 45. They gave physics just after three years. So 43, they went back to uh, Mr. Otto Stern from the United States for his contribution to the development of the molecular array method and his discovery of the magnetic moment of
0: a proton. He was German. He was from Poland. Ah oh, man, I, I would I would read a book about all the shifty German scientists that <laughs> came over here after over. the fucking war, yeah.
1: dude. I bet it proud to be American and it's just like <laughs> super German and you're like,
0: All right. Better yep. Yeah, whatever. Maybe you don't talk to anybody else. <laughs>
1: um fifty two Felix Bloch and Edward Mills Purcell uh Bloch was originally from Switzerland, moved to the United States. Uh Edward was from the United States. Their development of new methods of nuclear magnetic precision, uh, measurements and discoveries in uh, the connection therewith. Hmm. Uh, a little spin of the dice here. We'll end at 64. Uh, three people won it. Uh, Nikolai, Alexander, and Charles. Uh, Charles Towns was American. Uh, the other ones were from the Soviet Union. And for fundamental work in the field of quantum electronics, which has led to the construction of oscillators and amplifiers.
0: Nice. That's cool. Let's
1: see if I can hit a single person here. Let's get a little newer because there's a man. These guys. That. But anyway, all of these seem like crazy big breakthroughs, right?
0: I mean, I think so. They're pretty groundbreaking shit. They. I mean they they have seriously altered our path as a race. So I would say that they're pretty significant. Yeah. Uh,
1: who won it in, I want to go to 2009. That was the year that uh, we were talking about with uh, President Obama. Mm-hmm. who won the Peace Prize. And during that year, we had uh, Charles K. Kao from Hong Kong, United Kingdom, and the United States. Uh, all listed under his name. William Boyle. Uh, with Canada and the United States, and then George (laughs) Smith from the United States for the invention of the imaging semiconductor circuit, the CCD sensor. I'm not familiar with that. Me neither. Well, maybe 2009 was just a shit year. They were just digging for people. I'm going to click on it. It's going to be like the best thing ever.
0: Charge coupled device. Uh...
1: Wow. I don't know. It doesn't seem like being your own paradox. Hmm. Uh, and then we'll, let's see. Uh,
0: uh, CCD and CMO sensors power digital cameras.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if they're, if they're the reason we have digital cameras, I guess that's a pretty big deal. Because not only, I mean, if you're thinking about just your phone or your camera that's seems small but that also imaging in very large scale things is now digital which is good
0: yeah it converts light into electrons that's fucking crazy
1: all right that's worthy me as someone who has done nothing with my life approve <laughs> <laughs> um 2015 takaki kajita from japan and arthur b mcdonald from canada um They discovered the neutrino oscillations. They discovered neutrino oscillations, which showed that neutrinos have mass. Pretty big. Hmm. Pretty big. And for this year, of course, we've talked about it before. uh, Rainer Weiss, Kip Thorne, and Barry Barish, um, for their decisive contributions to the LIGO, detector which was uh the the exact thing that we talked about in this podcast was the laser uh interferometer gravitational wave observatory can't believe i remember that off the top of my head
0: yeah good job i didn't holy shit (laughs) you did read it i wasn't looking at the camera so i i just took your word for it
1: no no i can never remember that one but it is we talked about ligo if you remember um back season one year one i mean like early on we were talking about this Uh, At the start, and then once the discovery was fully made, not too long ago, we talked about the LIGO. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. This is that there was uh, one here, and I believe one in Spain?
0: It was Europe somewhere, right?
1: Anyways, it was the largest and most ambitious project ever funded by the National Science Foundation. It's like the largest scientific effort ever, monetarily speaking. And uh, they won this year, so
0: pretty good for them. Pretty hot. That's stuff. cool. It was kind of neat to have, um, not not necessarily done an episode, but learned about this stuff and talked about this stuff previously. So it is cool that we did do an episode about this. Yeah. So yeah, they um, have to figure out which one it is. And I'll...
1: well, it's it's called gravitational waves.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect then.
1: Yeah. Um. We. I mean, this was a. Uh, This is one of our founding – I remember it pretty fondly. It was one of our bigger ones, ones that we actually sat down. There's been a few of them where we really sat and studied what was going on, and this is one Mm -hmm. that caught my eye. I remember doing quite a bit of research on it, um, which is the only reason why I'm able to recall any any of the information from it at all. But just to see these guys (laughs) then pop up in the time frame that we've done this, I mean, we spoke uh, some of these gentlemen's names – on this podcast, and now they ended up totally. winning a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm not saying it's thanks to us. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that. So if we get a shout out, let's go. Kip Thorne, <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> no, but uh, Rainer Wise was one of them.
0: Do you watch John Oliver at all? Uh, no. Or last week tonight, he's on no. H. No, yeah. it's it's just an HBO show, but he covered fucking Lexotica two weekends ago oh did he the uh eyeglass company yeah yeah (laughs) you want to jump into this fucking crazy sun satellite that we're i do i'm uh trying to or not trying but going to launch
1: yep uh let me close some things out here and nobel prize we're done with
0: i am really surprised that the two ligo stations are in southeast washington and uh louisiana I really thought that one was across the sea.
1: Um, you'll you'll have to. It might not be called LIGO, but I I want to say when we did that episode that there is one in Spain. Okay. I don't know if they were successful or oh, not. Oh,
0: there's one in Hanover, Germany. Okay, there's multiple, and they are a different name, just like you said. Uh, Virgo is in the Italian countryside. Okay, yeah, there's there's many. Yeah, there's
1: but there was like two that were specifically large. And I wanna say that when LIGO detected it, that they confirmed their readings then late like with the one in Spain or something along those lines. Like there was two that those two were linked by something. We'll have to go back and, and kind of listen to the old podcast or look through the notes and see what those were. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, fucking congratulations. You guys have one of the greatest discoveries. You're up there with You are literally up there with Einstein because you... For sure. (laughs) I mean, you've proven something that we have just taken at the word of an alien that was given to us (laughs) so many years ago. That's what he was, right? Like, he's an alien. He just came up with shit, and we took it as truth because nobody knew any better, and he did it at the time in which that would happen because if you came out now and said any of the shit he said someone would make a debunking video about it eight minutes later
0: yep well I mean people are still trying to make debunking videos about gravity right or about definitely trying to make it about the fucking earth
1: being around (laughs) it's not even it's, it's so bad that people are making a living off of making videos about the earth being Flat and that's not a, round.
0: That's how you know you made it.
1: If we just went pro-flat Earth, we'd be fucking famous.
0: We'd have to burn all these out. old episodes, though. Yeah, definitely. No, nope, nope. Fuck that, because <laughs> they're not going to go back and just look. Leave them up. Because they think the fucking Earth is flat.
1: <laughs> they're not doing any fucking research. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fantastic. There's no way they're looking back into that one YouTube video about all we'd have to say is we've been saying this for you gotta put on that um who's the guy that does InfoWars? Uh
0: oh Alex Jones. Alex
1: Jones, you gotta put on your Alex Jones. I've been saying this for years. I've been telling you this. I'm getting coming on here day after day telling you the earth is flat. It's been flat and the government doesn't want you to know about it, and you just gotta go on and then no one will look to find out be like, Hey man, like episodes one through eighty, they just shit all over flat earth and going, bullshit, bullshit. That was a diff- <laughs> that's what the government wants you to think
0: <laughs> those are fake tapes put uh, in place by other people
1: we got intergalactic dimensional child molesters coming down <laughs> his weird obsession with aliens touching kids completely kicks me off of alex jones like i can get um inebriated yeah i can use it that way i get real fucked up on whatever i choose to get fucked up with and i can watch alec jones but he'll make me uncomfortable because that dude somehow can tie like the columbine shooting in with aliens touching kids
0: yeah and I'm he just is like, All right. literally the last the last person on earth who you would ever want to see at a party right. or be stuck in a fucking conversation with
1: i i could okay i could see him at a party but stuck in a conversation with, you're right. Because I think it would it would ruin it for me so quickly. Like, I'd go from, like, smiles and, like, oh, my God, it's Alex Jones. I'm going to fucking, this is going to be so much fun to eventually. I'm like, you yeah, no, dude.
0: Yeah. As soon as you realize that he's actually trying to convince you of something, it's like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah.
1: Lick my hand and rub his face and then walk away.
0: Excellent. Fucking excellent.
1: It's going to be my new way to get out of every conversation. It's just... <gasps> Uh uh-uh. <laughs> And then just stammer away. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye to you, sir. I said good day. Good luck with
0: your. <laughs> I said good
1: day. That little otter gets me. It's like that's my spirit animal. Is the good day, sir? Otter. <laughs> you seen this little guy? No. Oh, it's a it's a meme, but it's like a series of pictures where he's like holding a toy, and somebody like reaches out and says kind of. He's like, "No, you may not. Good day, sir." And then he like yanks it away, and he gives this look, and he says, "I said good day." <laughs> That's <a> good look. <laughs> All right, NASA. I see it. It's super cute, NASA. Let's
0: do it. Uh, did you read through this thing? I uh, I read a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm not sure what thing you're referring no, to. Just just what what the sound just information to. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I I looked into a little bit more of who the guy was that they named it after because I was I was curious about that.
1: Who they um, who they name it after?
0: It's it's called like the Parker mission, Parker Solar
1: like Probe. I just saw it.
0: Yeah, so Eugene that. Parker is he's still alive, so he is actually the first living researcher that NASA has ever named a mission after. And he oh. was able to last month, it was like September twenty eighth or something like that, they brought him in to their clean lab in Laurel, Maryland. Yeah, Laurel, that sound Maryland. Right? Yeah.
1: That's where it's uh that's where their headquarters is.
0: And let him like he was able to check it out and see it stuff and they were explaining to him how how it was going to change. But he was uh, let's see here an american solar astrophysicist who in the mid 1950s developed the theory of the supersonic solar wind and predicted the parker spiral shape of the solar magne- magnetic field in the outer solar system so when he it was 1952 and this dude was 30 years old and this dude was doing some math one day and realized that The only way that the math would make any sense is if there were solar winds. So then he wrote his thesis down and turned it in, and fucking lo and behold, they discovered that was true.
1: Did you come across exactly how close this thing's going to get? I did not.
0: So it's going to go... The crazy thing is that the atmosphere of the sun is hotter than the surface of the sun. Right. So, or the Corona is the name of the sun's atmosphere, which is Latin for crown. I always thought it was a Spanish word. It probably is that too. But uh, it's going to go, I didn't see an an actual distance, but it's going to go into the atmosphere. It's going to make like 24 passes or something like that. And it's going to like swoop into, it sounded like it's going to swoop in and out of the atmosphere of the sun and take like readings and stuff like that. I
1: just don't know how obviously. it's going to survive that. I also don't know how that thing stays lit. I got no clue. I mean, honestly, I understand that the pressure creates the heat that creates the hydrogen and the hydrogen burns, but everything else that you would put into the vacuum of space that generates heat would just not. It would just I would just get cold. Like, why doesn't it just suck? every ounce of heat away from it into the vastness of space the sun all stars uh crazy <coughs> yeah. the uh yeah. the price tag on this also pretty crazy you see this thing's gonna cost 1.6 billion dollars with a b
0: boy oh boy i bet fucking one of those is going towards that fucking heat shield they do not talk about what that's made out of. Not uh, that I saw anywhere, at least. Uh,
1: I, it, it talks about a little bit here. It's uh, it's made out of carbon, and it's four and a half inches thick is all. Carbon. But carbon uh, <laughs> doesn't... It, carbon's very good at not, uh, like, conducting heat. Like, you can take a torch and touch it to carbon. Just leave it there. It'll never, like, glow red. It'll never get hot. Like... It, because it's the leftover like if you burn a match is what's left over like it's almost yeah. instantly cold because it it doesn't have any like
0: thermal it just retention has no matter yeah oh, fucking weird so
1: um yeah if you ever strike a match and let that joker burn to the end you just blow it out and you can immediately just crush up all the carbon there's, there's i mean almost instantaneously there's no no retention there
0: yeah for sure um huh all right cool i didn't I didn't catch that when I was reading through it
1: Yeah, so I I did see that. Like, um,
0: but it's only four and a half inches thick. I think you would think it's going to the sun, and it doesn't look like it's ready to go to the sun. I'm not. I'm not a researcher, but like, just as someone who knows fuck all, looking at it, not gonna make it. Not gonna make it. (laughs) It
1: It looks like it's basically just holding up like a Spartan four-inch carbon eight-foot wide shield. And all of the electronics are just hoping that the shield stops whatever hotness is coming, and by whatever hotness I mean twenty five hundred degrees Fahrenheit heat that doesn't seem high enough it's so hot doesn't seem high. enough. I think
0: there's certain places that are in the in the millions of degrees right. aren't there?
1: but it says at the closest approach to the sun, the front of the probes solar shield will endure endure, endure it'll endure twenty five hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So this thing's not going to get... I mean, that that sounds okay. 2,500? I mean, yeah. it's hot, but it's not like that hot.
0: Oh, the center of the sun is 27 million. Yeah, never mind. We're not going there. That's that, We'll leave that first. How
1: do they... They don't know that. They don't know that. They've never been there. It could be a frozen block of fucking ice filled with magic fairy dust. They don't know what's in there.
0: That's. I mean, it may as well be, right? That's
1: pure fantasy of what's in the middle of the sun. We don't know what's in the middle of our earth. We assume. We assume we know. But we've never dug that deep.
0: There's a there's this old fucking urban legend about a Russian group who dug a hole really, 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 really deep. And they heard like Satan. screaming and shit coming from yeah. it. Yeah,
1: I believed that. So I was weird. I was a weird kid. I'm a weird guy. So you can imagine I was a weird kid. You and I get along. Yep. So I, uh, I believed all that. Like I... This, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. That was weird. Uh, weird to the point that I believed in witchcraft. So I tried when I was probably eight, seven or eight years old, somewhere around there. I was living in... Uh, was this still in Florida? Nope, nope. I was in Arkansas. I had just moved to Arkansas. I was living in the first house there. And the internet had come around, right? Like, we were, we were in the age of you look shit up. So this is probably... Um, I'm not even going to guess years. Fuck it. 94? No. We're talking like, oh one. No. Oh, I thought you
0: said you were eight.
1: No, that's what I was saying. I was trying to remember exactly what it was, but I remember I had moved, oh, okay. To, okay. I had moved to Arkansas when this happened. So it would have been uh, seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade.
0: Oh, okay. However okay. you
1: old, however the ages are there. I had just moved to my first house there. Um, Again, I can look stuff up. I, I attempted to... Changed the color of my eyes with magic spells that I had read on the internet. Got candles, set them around. Did the chance full nine yards. Didn't work. I was pissed.
0: Oh, that sucks. Yep.
1: I was full. I was like, well, like these things are. And i though that's when all these legends were popping up everywhere. People were putting them on. Remember the old website? It was just like basically blogs. They were just like words written on a page. Yeah. That was the whole website. And there was tons of them. And it, so I remember hearing the weird audio from that. And I believed that weird thing for a lot of years uh-huh. until I found out that it was just complete nonsense. Like
0: a lot of years.
1: Like high school.
0: The internet. Later, I was like, oh, that's not real?
1: I thought they found help. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I used to do all that. It, problem was, love my mom. She listens to this podcast. And she... She, she'll attest to any of this. She was a flight attendant, so she was going a lot, and uh she
0: so just kind of had to learn what I life to, is I all just about. did things. Fire I used still. to take her
1: metal <laughs> cooking bowls and just start fires in them in the backyard. And she was like, she'd come home, and I remember it being like, "You start one more fire, and I'm going to get you a babysitter." And I was like, "Oh, I, I like living alone. I'm I'm 11. I like living alone. <laughs> like it was like, uh, I shouldn't be alone. I have fire and things, but <laughs>
0: starting things outside fire. It's a
1: different different time. And it, that is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you did it because definitely made it where I'm, I can survive on my own at an older age. But when you're a kid and you just got wild thoughts, you're like, I read on the internet that if you start a fire and circle it with 18 candles and chant this backwards, that you can fly. And then I'm at school going, I, I basically live alone. If you guys want to try it. <laughs> so like, we, do we do it? <laughs> we didn't kill anybody we didn't sacrifice animals but like it became that point where it's like I mean I could try it and tell you guys tomorrow they're like well let's go over to your house I'm like nah dude I'm not allowed to have people over they're like you said there's nobody there and I'm like yeah but I'm not allowed so yeah yeah, fuck off and I'll tell you if it if I'll tell you if it worked tomorrow because I didn't want it to get taken away the fact that I got to hang out by myself a lot so <laughs> I did try a lot of these weird things None of them work. I can I can tell you that I fully believe too. Like I, I can, I can win in on it. That's why I don't believe in anything anymore. Because if the internet lied, then well, then Jesus lied,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or somebody lied about Jesus. <laughs> or somebody,
1: one, <laughs> one one of the combinations of those things. <laughs> Somebody's full
0: of shit. Uh, so, uh, boy, I guess at this point there really isn't. I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from this this sun probe but as of right now before the research is done i think the most interesting part about it is the man that it's named after and the heat shield that's going to prevent it from hopefully just burning up.
1: absolutely that seems to be uh out of the two or three articles that are written on it, it it's very heavy on either the man or the heat shield
0: mm-hmm. the rest One of it thing just that...
1: is like normal science shit
0: yeah Uh, One other little thing that stood out to me was it's super obvious, but I didn't think about it until I read it. The solar panels on this one only need to be like super tiny because it's like, oh, the power it's going to the sun.
1: It's got a limited power.
0: That's cool. That's so crazy to me that
1: there was one thing. What did I see? Oh, where is it? I know it's here. I'll have to find the actual numbers here, but I do know that I read that it will be the fastest man-made craft ever. Oh, really? Oh, here it is. Um, It will break the record for fastest man-made object ever invented with top speed estimated at 500,000 miles an hour. That's fast enough to get from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. in less than a second. Oh,
0: okay. A dude... um... A dude that I watched a video talking about this, he said that it would, be, it would be the trip from L.A. to Japan done in, like, 16 minutes or some shit like that.
1: How big is fucking Earth? We never think about this, by the way. 500,000 miles an hour, I feel like I could get to the moon in a minute.
0: But no. 500,000 miles an hour? In one hour, you could have gone around the moon in 200 times.
1: But then why... I mean, why would the... Why are the distances not Philadelphia what did it say? What, did, what was it? DC? The... Yeah, Philadelphia DC is like an hour drive.
0: Like why it's is it impressive? It's a really poor fucking We don't use a short distance to prove how fast a thing's right. going. Like use how fast would it take for it to go around the entire fucking planet and land again?
1: Here's a good one. Almighty Google. What is the Circumference of the Earth. Okay. All right. So, I don't know where their math comes into, but it's only 24,000 miles. Well, 25, 24.9, 25,000 miles circumference of the Earth at 500,000 <laughs> miles an hour.
0: It's so fast. Yeah,
1: you're just like you're Superman two in this thing. Just womp, 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 womp.
0: why would you not use the moon is two hundred thirty nine thousand miles away. Okay, so you it's a 30, thirty minute minutes.
1: flight to the moon. <laughs> why would you not use that measure? Yeah, at this, there you go. At this speed, you could make it to the moon in thirty minutes. That that sounds fast.
0: That sounds pretty goddamn what fast. What does it sound fast, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> <to DC.
1: laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> we talked about this the other week. NASA needs a fucking better PR department.
0: Oh, totally. They keep totally.
1: screwing the pooch on all these things. <laughs>
0: God damn. Man, do you guys remember when we had to commute real far? Yeah, we could get really fast, really faster than that. Wow, yeah, you should write that down somewhere. Oh, okay. Yep, so okay. DC, fucking yeah. one minute.
1: Don't people, like, almost live in Philly and commute to DC? Like, I fucking think so. Uh, I gotta know. It, it's it? a two-hour and 20-minute drive.
0: Boy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Yo, when, when we were diving and <laughs> it, they would call us up and like, hey, you guys are going to go over here. And we're like, how long that drive? And they're like two hours and 20 minutes. We would do a jig. Yeah. Like that is a short. A- it's like you said, the moon sounds fast. Yeah. 30 minutes. Philly to the moon DC does fast. not sound fucking impressive <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> Don't give me a distance shorter than the state of Delaware. You <laughs> assholes. <laughs>
0: You could travel the width of Rhode Island in 17 seconds. <laughs> is, is that still a state? Yeah,
1: is, I it, don't... is that a mile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it, NASA, dude! <laughs> you guys, you gotta do better. But you're mm-hmm. super smart. But then when you try to talk to normal people, you fuck up a bunch. That, yep. That's what I've noticed. They just fuck they, up the normal people man. thing a bunch.
0: Oh, you know it's in Rhode Island. The International Tennis Hall of Fame. Oh, of course. All right, closing that page. <laughs> that place is fucking popping.
1: I'm getting I'm getting texts everywhere. My phone was just going bananas.
0: Yeah, it's getting... It's
1: getting out of time. I uh, was glad to get back on here. It was uh, good to do that. Uh, before we run over into the two-hour mark here, though, I would like to talk a little bit more about uh, Extra Life.
0: You've yes. You've got a link
1: that is going to go up in the description of this episode, and yep. probably the previous episode yes sir okay so we're gonna i can
0: put it in like the previous four in okay. case somebody just gets a little distracted or whatever
1: um it'll be in there i'm gonna be in seattle on the fourth with tyler so definitely yep. uh probably Sweet. gonna get at least i'd say a podcast or two in i'm gonna bring the mic because you've got nice. the same dual plug-in that i do right uh yeah so if i, I can bring my microphone is and, and not stand Maybe I'll bring my little tripod, but not this fucking <laughs> janky thing. No, and uh, we'll there's
0: nowhere else to hook that thing up. That is like <laughs> it's the fucking least useful thing on <laughs> earth.
1: So we'll have uh, we'll have a couple of mics. We're actually going to do one in person the first time in t- fucking damn year. What at least a year? Two, two, two years.
0: years? Yeah, it's been. A... It would have been. It would have been November of 2015. We only recorded like four episodes in person. Not that many, because we, we started recording in October. We finished at Perry.
1: That's right, and you left right we after left, Perry?
0: left, and I left in November, yeah. So it was like four weeks, I, so... I'll,
1: I'm sorry. The, you can talk Simulations Theory all you want. I will not forget, and I know it happened, when you quit, When you decided to quit, and we were sitting at that taco bar.
0: <laughs> that taco <laughs> <Yeah>. bar? <laughs>
1: And I got, I got, I was talking on the phone, and I was like, I, "I'll tell him or whatever." And you were just like looking. I was like, and I like put my hand over the phone, and I was like, "They said you got to go with Rupert. to, It was like Dresden or something." And you went, "Nope." That was it. You shook mm-hmm, your head, nope. and then I just saw your thumbs working on that iPhone. Just, I hang up the phone. You were like, "I just turned in my resignation." Like I didn't even get off the phone, and you had typed out and quit. Oh, hey, speaking of podcast friends, shout out to Nick Bennegan, who just turned in his resignation to UCC. Oh, man. What a good choice yeah, he's that he's going to be an FLA, Way to go, Nick. Or FLH, FLA, whatever they were called. He's going to work for the Nuke plant. They picked him right up. He's going to be a, a dive nice. coordinator. Uh, he's going to be sleeping in his bed after a solid eight-hour shift after just <laughs> throwing money everywhere. He can fucking feel like it. So good for him. That's
0: awesome. He's got his family now, too, yeah. so get some time to raise a chitlin
1: that's right he does he's got the uh he's got a uh a Little dog girl, I yeah, think, a right? very cute dog um <laughs> it's a french uh french bulldog hairless he's got like a baby thing too it's like a human i don't know but he, oh i thought that's what you were talking damn, about that dog is cute he's got a that's french, french bulldog cute. yeah <laughs> i want one real bad he needs to breed that and hook me up <laughs>
0: Dude, a lot of those people, like, spay and neuter them before they sell them in order to avoid.
1: In in order to avoid. In order to preserve that fucking $6,000 price tag or whatever. is like throwing those dogs.
0: Seriously. But, yeah, the extra life thing, I sent an invite out to a handful of people. A few people are down. Other people are going to. My buddy might fly in from Utah. He's kind of on the fence right now. Um, You're coming from all the way from the opposite side of the country. A uh, couple buddies that live out here. are going to have a buddy from the Navy drive up from Portland, and he's going to bring somebody. So we're going to have a group of people. So hopefully we can – well, not hopefully. We're going to be able to play, like, games with these games because it's, it's not going to be enough room for everybody to play game be gaming at the same time. So we'll be able to do some, like, 2v2s or some 4v4s. I got Smash Brothers for the Wii U, so we could fuck around with that for a little while. We'll have a lot of fun.
1: If you're listening to this and you have a soul, or if you don't, donate money so Tyler can get a goddamn processor that can handle multiple cameras, so we can stream a bunch of stuff, so we can raise even more money for this thing. It would be dope. I keep I keep rattling around in my brain if there's any way for me to pack this up, because
0: could you not take it as carry on? It,
1: it's too big. I
0: know it's heavy, but just it's size too big.
1: wise, I think I I I don't yeah. That I just don't want to risk breaking it.
0: Sure, yeah, that's totally understandable. If we understandable. could get,
1: if you could get the capabilities to run like multiple cameras streaming into a single thing over long, period. like I'll bring the, the GoPro, you got yours. Uh, man, it'd be nice if we could if we could schedule something like that. If we can't though, either way, we get, we might just be streaming board games. Who knows? We're going to be on what twenty five totally. hours.
0: Twenty four is is the target. Twenty-four minimum.
1: So, so we'll be doing that. We'll be up for an entire day on Saturday in Seattle. Uh, if, if you're out that way, if any, you hear of anybody that's going to be out that way, hit us up. Um, the Uber Food guys better be on standby because they're going to be delivering Chipotle about every six hours.
0: Melissa said that she would make snacks and drinks for us.
1: Chipotle snacks.
0: We'll see how that goes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. What, dude. The fact that we're just going to ransack that area with a bunch of people that she's just going to be despised with is going to be great.
0: Yeah, she already told me that she was going to stay somewhere else for the weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh man. She's like, I'm going to be around if it's just a bunch of dudes. Dude-ish. Yeah, I mean, it's going to yeah. smell bad. It's going to be real loud in here, but...
1: I smell fantastic.
0: We're just trying to... just trying to, Well, yeah, that's me too. That was the the previous episode that we talked about this. Like, If you're down... And you have a decent personality, and you don't smell like...
1: Yeah. I'll sniff you when you come with it. I'll sniff you weird yep. as fuck, too. i would be mm-hmm. like, hey, how are you, man? I'm Brad. Nice to be... <laughs> uh, no. Nope. Yeah, that's I smell Axe yeah. body
0: spray. You're going to have to uh, leave.
1: Is that Axe? Come on, bro. <laughs> you
0: got two options. Walk out this door or jump off that balcony. You fucking choose. <laughs> you fucking choose. <laughs> That's the axe effect, motherfucker. <laughs> Either way, we're gonna raise some
1: money for some kids yeah. that uh, that need it. They need it, uh, and
0: it's going to be. I have is. an answer for the hospital. Nice. nice. Uh, it's. I've. Yeah. I have an email and all that stuff. We. They. The pack that they like the pre-made pack that they give you when you sign up for this stuff is really good. Like it's a pre-written email about like bullet points on what they're doing, where the money goes, how they earn the money the legitimacy of it all that stuff is is really cool and honestly for for you and i it's it's really neat because they like the gamification of the extra life.org website is crazy there's like progress bars like experience bars there's badges achievements and shit like that that you can unlock and there's leaderboards on who donates the most money and all that it's pretty cool it's it's going to be fun
1: what are the uh... Now with the achievement unlock thing, is that like is that all on Twitch? What is that on?
0: No, it's on it's on extra dot org, like their website. Oh,
1: okay, so they got like their own little progression thing. I wonder if they're gonna yeah, team yeah. up with Twitch though to like have a
0: It's powered by Twitch.
1: Yeah, probably gonna be like badge display thing. I don't know, that that's super selfish oh, for me to even give a shit about any of it, but it would be nice to no,
0: it's cool up, shit man? that yeah. they do that to pull people in. It's it's totally worth mentioning. It's a lot of work and time that they put into this website, and it works incredibly well.
1: Love it. Love you all, and uh, thanks for listening. Hitting you with a double episode because we've been slacking lately, but, uh, man, I wish you could see Tyler's organizational skills. I don't know him anymore. It's kind of hard to look at him with this amount of devotion that we're throwing into this thing. We're definitely going to be on here. Even more creating content. We just, uh, contact creating content. We just recorded, uh, some gameplay yesterday where we just did fucking horrible at PlayerUnknown's Battleground. But <laughs> it, it, we sound super pro. Like, I listened to it and I was like, Do we sound like pro players. Like, it, you get a couple of guys just with just of, a little too much military background and everything, it's like, Not, you know, like uh, covering fire, moving this way, uh, uh, heading 220, moving all this. And then we just instantly die. And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter how much you fucking know. You're still going to die in this game.
0: Yeah. If you can't aim, you're fucked. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a sweet deal where Tyler goes down. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because I got this guy sighted in. And just miss with every – and get madder and miss worse and then die. And I'm like – What the fuck is going on?
0: That's so... The hardest thing in that game is to just, like, as soon as shit starts popping off, I freak the fuck out. Like, I physically start shaking, and my aim goes to hell, and I get, like, real spastic with my movements. It's like, you just need to move a little bit so you're not getting shot, but line your shots up. You have to aim. You can't just stop aiming, you goofball. It
1: is the only game that i get s- like scared like physically scared that isn't it's not a horror game there's nothing about it that is it's not graphics or p- kind of dog shit they're not great i mean it's not bad but it's not great
0: way better yeah they
1: they're, they're not it's nothing awesome about it but there's nothing spectacular about any of this but i'll be doing mm. things and then i hear cow and i'll like get hit once and i'll <gasps> And then just <laughs> start smashing buttons that don't <laughs> do anything. I'm just uh, trying to get, and it's like, why, why, why is it? And I think it's because death is permanent, and it's, it's like semi permanent. Like you're gonna restart yeah. a new match, but there's no respawn. You never get right. scared in Call of Duty. You die and you go. You
0: don't know where it's fucking coming back, from,
1: and then you respawn and then you go again. Totally. But in this one. You die.
0: There's certainly more consequence than
1: Especially if you've if you've made it like a ways and you've got like the like oh come on man. That that match by the river where we had the perfect loadouts, we had more gear than yeah, we could fucking hope that for. Was,
0: that was pretty funny.
1: That was so disappointing. And then mm-hmm. we turn around in a game, I got butt fucking crossbow on, and we end up like lasting longer. We drove
0: around the, the entire goddamn island, it seemed like nothing (laughs) i had a pistol and you had a crossbow the fuck (laughs) anyways guys thanks for
1: tuning in uh this week just in its entirety for all the content that we're gonna have uh, probably a video in a couple of these and uh we'll see oh yeah
0: um expect a video from cuphead that's going to happen and um if you can put that that at least the section of of pubg up that was really really funny yeah
1: yeah uh, i need i started uploading the entire video and then uh decided to cancel the upload and i need to get uh it into movie maker and do a little bit of editing but i'll do that tomorrow and get it up
0: word all right
1: all right bye